Boom. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise with running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 26, where we'll be discussing blogging with Divi. Let's get chatting. But before we do, let's say hello to tonight's panel. Hi, Gino. Hello, David, and everybody listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Gino Quiroz, founder and creative director at Monterey Premier. You can connect with me on Twitter and Facebook at G-E-N-O-Q. Awesome. Thanks, Gino. Hi, Josh. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, Divi guys. My name is Josh Hall. I own a business called In Transit Studios. I'm based here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I'm also a blog contributor for Elegant Themes. So those are my two main things I do with Divi. Uh, you can reach me at my website, intransstudios.com, or you can connect via my uh, Divi Web Designers Facebook group. Uh, so usually between, uh, between the Facebook group and there, that's about the best place to contact me. Awesome. Glad to have you this week, Josh. Hi, Leslie. Hi. I'm uh, Leslie Bernal from A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at A Girl in Her Mac. Fantastic. Hi, Shannon. Hey, David and Diviites. Um, I'm Shannon Schaefer with Purple Fin Studios. You can find me on Facebook at Purple Fin Studios. Fantastic. Hello, SJ. <laughs> oh, man, you oh. scared him away. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it was a bad accent. <laughs> it was a bad accent. <laughs> he had enough. He had enough. <laughs> so for you audio listeners on iTunes, I apologize, but one of our hosts just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I guess for now, we'll go to me. Uh, my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, and i um, glad you guys are here for another episode of Divi Chat. Tonight, we're going to be discussing uh, blogging with Divi. This uh, panel that we have tonight is kind of some esteemed bloggers in the Divi community and beyond, actually. So I'm really looking forward to this chat. Um, you can find me at aspengrovestudios.com, aspengrovestudios on all. Let's get chatting tonight. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about, um, you know, why you may want to use Divi for a blogging platform. I know why I enjoy it. Um, I'm curious to see why the other panels have chosen Divi to blog with and stuff, and maybe even some secret tips for, um, you know, that you can use in your Divi blog and stuff. So um, let's get chatting. And if SJ jumps back in, we're going to let him introduce himself as well. So who wants to go first? Blogging with Divi. Crickets. I'll jump in since I'm new, if that's all right. Hey, Josh, go ahead. Absolutely. I will say, too, my connection's really laggy right now, so if I drop out, I apologize. I'll try to keep up with everything, but um, I figured maybe we could just start by answering the question of why you would want to blog in the first place, because it's time-consuming. I know a lot of people are very intimidated by it, so if it's all right, I'd just kind of like to point out a few things uh, to give you, you know, the reasons why I started. Um, one, it helps make you a better communicator. I, through my blogging, I've been able to articulate better, write better, and uh, it's helped me with email, talking with clients, it's helped me uh, even just uh, Facebook conversations and just quick messages. It's just helped me communicate better and learn how to spell better and uh, structure things better, so that's really helped. Um, and it's open new, number two, it's open new, uh, open doors to new opportunities for me as well. I wouldn't be blogging for Elegant Themes if I hadn't started a blog on my own personal site that Nathan, the content manager, saw and then asked if I'd be interested in, uh, in joining. And then I found, too, just to go over one more point, is that if you blog, you can create kind of a catalog of resources on your website that can benefit your clients and be a good resource for you moving forward. So those are kind of the, some of the main reasons that I started blogging. Awesome. Our esteemed uh, final panelist decided to join us back in. SJ, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Sorry about that. I was getting the most horrible double lag, and I was, I'm was i not sure who I should be speaking to because I was getting two versions of everything. Um, <laughs> I'm SJ. You can find me online at Divi Space or on Twitter at Socially Steve. 
Boom, and we're yes, so glad Jim, you're back. We, we figured you left because you got tired of David's accent, so, you know. Yeah, I, could, <laughs> I could hear you for like three minutes after I like left. It was weird. So Are I, you sure I it's not the beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's that elevation. I think it's <laughs> getting to you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the echo from up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Josh, you brought up some very good points of why you would want to blog and stuff, and uh, yeah. I thought all three points were really good. Um, you know, it does make you a more effective communicator. Um, it does help three areas. Some of the things that why you may want to consider blogging as well is what can it do for your business? What can it do for your website? Obviously, we've covered SEO in the past on, on, on a few episodes back. If you've missed that one, go check it out because it's really great. Um, but, you know, you hear the term content is king, and it really is true in the eyes of search engines. Um, content is what will get your site noticed to the world, you know, um, in your little niche, whatever it is. So that's, I would add a fourth point to some of the benefits of why you may want to blog as well. Um, and I well, I've got that. 50 points, but I figured I'd <laughs> David, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what you're saying. I mean, not just from a getting yourself known, but content marketing is a huge part of the sales process, part of your sales funnel. Um, you know, when somebody comes to your website, what makes me want to purchase something from you? Why should I buy from you? With the blog, you can establish authority credibility and all those things can simply be done by writing the right kind of content to uh, for your buyer for your buyer persona so um, in addition to all the SEO benefits getting traffic it also helps you put your your potential clients or um, people who might buy your your products into your your sales funnel by writing a blog post with an email capture you can put their get capture their email and they become, you know, a reader, and they every time they think, oh, they think of David, they think of Gina, they think of Josh. Oh, these people offer these these good advice, and they're going to go back and and look at your blog. So it's for me, um, you know, my I spent seven years solely as a blogger, and um, I can't stress how important in 2017 blogging is for credibility, authority in your niche, whether it's Divi or outside of this. Even if you are just selling to clients, you need to blog. Um, the irony is I currently don't have a blog. Um, soon, <laughs> um, I, I can't have a blog right now, but soon I will. But even if you are just selling to end users or whatever, you can just use that to, to, to authority and credibility. They're like, oh, they know what they're talking about. Even if you never sell a product, even if you never take an email address, you can still build that credibility. Absolutely. Wonderful points. Um, well, like on my site, um, I don't know. It's not, it's a blog. I mean, I use posts, but they're really just um, tutorials and free layouts that I'll post about. Um, I don't really write like blog type content, I guess, but it's fine. I mean, it's great. It's exactly what I wanted to do and it gets a lot of traffic to my site. Um, you know, and I kind of did, obviously like Gino has, uh, the one of the biggest tutorial you know sites out there, um, and I, I don't even remember why I did the first one. I think it partly it helps me um, have some place to go when I need to reference, like some CSS that I've written a tutorial about or something. Um, <clears throat> but that's my that's the extension of my blog experience, and it was enough to get elegant things to ask me to blog on there. So on there, then I actually have to write stuff, so it's hard. It's harder than it looks, guys. I, I have a, a serious appreciation for bloggers now <laughs> that I did not have before. <laughs> yeah, blog, blogging is a, it is a lot of work. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we started blogging on Aspen Grove Studios pretty much right out of the gates. Within 30 to 60 days after we launched the website, zero traffic, you know, um, I mean, we were known in the community and stuff, but, but we really weren't known globally and stuff from an SEO standpoint, a, a Google standpoint. And, but we did employ a marketing strategy which consisted of one blog post a week minimum. And we had certain parameters that we followed, thousand word minimum, you know, targeted specific topics that we wanted to use and stuff. And, um, you know, kind of targeted our niche and stuff. And we were able to, um, build up a sizable email list because of the blog. 
we also were able to establish ourselves in Google's eyes as an authority in our niche as well and rank for some pretty good head terms um, as a result of blogging. So um, it's something that you, you know, from a business standpoint, it really doesn't matter. Um, it can help you greatly. I think as we go further along in the future, um, more and more is shifting online. People are purchasing online. You know, all of that's everything that you used to do in your daily, you know, brick and mortar life, I would say, is slowly transitioning to online. So you're going to you be know, found. Well, I have know. noticed the only downside that I see um, when people want to jump into blogging, um, when, when I see some bloggers get into it really just to, to post ping, pingbacks and like a snippet and then it'll take you, you know, to somebody else's blog. Like, why are you, why are you doing that? I just, I don't get it. Um, so, you know, a blog should be useful. Uh, it should be more than a paragraph <laughs> on a post, you know? Um, so I think there should be definitely be, um, you know, some, some parameters, like it, it's not really a blog if you're going to put like two sentences on every post just to, just to say you blog, like, I don't know. <laughs> you, bring, you bring up a good point, pingbacks. <laughs> what are those phrases? Those phrases, those may be lost on some of the viewers and stuff. Maybe we want to, yeah. the definition of the pingback. Does anybody want to define that? I don't want to define Gina, it. Gina, you've been really quiet. Gina's been quiet. Yeah, Gina. Gina, you want to define pingback, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> what I would like to say, though, is I think that brings up a great point, and I think many of our listeners um, are posing the question, well, everyone keeps telling me I need to blog, but I don't know what to blog about, or I don't know what to write, or it seems like everything's covered. And I want to say, at least share my experience um, in that I, I've, I found that there are several ways to, uh, you want to get into it, but you got to look at, okay, what is your strategy? What is your blogging strategy? Uh, my first blogging came out of sort of accidental, and that was doing tutorials. I was doing that um, as a way to, uh, you know, write down what I've learned and share it quickly, disseminate it with others asking the same question, and for me to remember. And that grew into this whole um, uh, establishing yourself as an authority kind of thing. So it's a very different approach. I'm, I'm writing tutorials. Uh, my new, I'm actually, I'm at a point where we're trying to put out one a day, Monday through Friday, one new tutorial a day. And I pretty much dedicate most of my day to the blogs and tutorials now. Um, but with Monterey Premier, we we had a different approach. We didn't want to get Divi developers and build them into our our uh, lead uh, base. We, we we were doing that fine with Kidos.co. So we took a look and said, who do we want to reach out to? Well, we want to reach out to business owners. We want to reach out to small businesses. We want to reach out to people who don't care about web design articles and techniques. So we took a whole different approach and we said, we're going to reach out to those people. And and so. You know, you look at most web design uh, blogs that are based on web design. Well, ours isn't. Ours is based on uh, getting our site in front of the eyes of people who aren't necessarily looking for a website, but uh, a sort of a branding. You're getting that name, that logo in front of them. So we've created a whole separate blog, like many other big companies have done. It's called Engaging Work Life. And we've hired several bloggers and brought on several guest bloggers to cover topics that you would find in like Inc. Magazine or Success Magazine or you know Fastco, uh, general topics that I can get people uh, eyes, get people's eyes uh, who they would normally not go to my website or care about any of my different tutorials. So all that to say is two things. If you're looking at starting a blog, one, think about something you can write about. And two, think about, well, what makes sense for the people I'm trying to get in front of me? Maybe you're a local web design business. Well, then reach out and, and, and do a blog on the local area. That's what started Monterey Bay Fun. We started reaching out to local restaurants, just writing stuff up, reviews, fun things to do, fun places to visit. Next thing you know, these companies are thanking you. They're following you on Twitter and Instagram, and then they know who to go to for local web design. So just some thoughts on strategy and approach. That sounds good. Welcome yeah. back, John. We should probably also change the, the phrase content is king to good content is king because yeah. <laughs> too many people just think, well, I need a blog. I've got nothing to really say. So they'll look at blogs that have already been written. 
and then they'll they'll replicate that in some way and you think well that's been there for two years it's on a rep it's on a you know a, a site with um other great blogs done by great bloggers so you're never going to rank for that phrase because they are you know there's no need for your blog so the first thing you should do is think you know am i am i knowledgeable in this subject is this something that i know a lot about am i adding something that isn't already out there um and try and try to make it original you know use your own voice speak um try and write the way you speak so people can hear you when they're reading your work <laughs> that's why people get a lot of emojis on my on my tutorial yeah. So well, that's good I, because I, it's new, you know. If it wasn't new, then I wouldn't be able to imagine this like five foot person <laughs> shouting at me. So, that's good. So there are Leslie, I love your emojis. So never stop never stop the emojis. I'm like a twelve year old. So there are some rules that we read about for blogging and you know, um I just want to like dispel some of those things because there's different purposes for blogging and you know there has been been this you know big shift towards I've been doing this since 2007 so back in 2007 there wasn't you know as many websites there wasn't as many bloggers and people said oh you can't make a living blogging oh we can but, I remember um, <laughs> I remember hearing that <laughs> no yeah days. so one of the things I wanted to say is if you're going to blog because you want to gain local clients and you want to send them to your website and allow them to see your expertise and your authority, um, don't get so hung up on all these rules that are saying, you know, we have to have 1500 words or more and you have to do all this SEO. If that's not what your purpose is, like Gina was saying, figure out why you're blogging. Don't just follow all the rules because you read somewhere that you have to do this. Let me just tell you, if you go and read five different big name blog people, they're going to tell you five different ways that they became successful as bloggers. So think about your purpose. If your purpose is to rank for long tail keywords, you're going to write in a different style if it is to engage your reader and they like you as being Leslie, you know, so there's just two different, there's actually many different ways to do this and you have to figure out what works best for you. And, and looking at the, the people that are sitting here, I, I, each of you has a different style, you know, and, and it's working. So don't feel like, I think that happens to a lot of people. They say, oh, I have to have these amazing graphics and I have to have these, you know, 1500 words and I, and I have to know all this stuff. Figure out why you're blogging. And I think that is, if you walk away with anything, like Gino said, is know your purpose and know your target audience and, and know you, who you want to be. Um, I am a kitchen table blogger. What that means is I'm going to talk to you like we're having coffee at my kitchen table. So, oh, um, like food? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can be having cupcakes too, right? So, I mean, Josh, I, I look at you as when I read yours, you're more of a, you know, uh, conversationalist too in your, in your writing, um, you know, as far as your blog. So, I mean, do you, do you, are you specifically picking that persona to blog as? Did you decide, make that decision, or is it just naturally that way? Yeah, I, you cut out right when you said uh, <laughs> what my persona is. Oh, I, your, your tone is very conversational. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like um, it's not one of those, like, um, some of the tutorials that I read, I'm like, I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm going to leave this site, right? Have you ever read those, those blog <laughs> yeah. posts? You're like, okay, I'm apparently really stupid. So... With yours, I feel like you are much more conversationalist in your in your tone. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that that to to kind of echo SJ's point, um, I feel like you should talk or you should you should blog like you talk, and that's really helped me because it kind of puts a uh, it just gives it a personal feel, and particularly for tutorials, yeah, I try to at all costs to avoid kind of the robot you know sounding text and jargon. Um, now, of course, you need to keep a level of professionalism and good grammar, but by golly, Leslie and her emojis, I don't have a problem with that. And nobody has a problem seeing smiley faces and stuff like that. And that goes a long way in emails and other communications, too, is just kind of putting some personality to it. So, yeah, I just find it's a good way to kind of level with people and just be real. Well, you know, it's interesting that y'all have, a couple of y'all have said blog how you talk, because I was approached recently by someone from the groups about blogging or being a guest blogger on his site. And I was like, you know I blog how I talk, right? And he was like, well, maybe you're not a good fit, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so, but it's just, it just made me, reminded me of that. You mean, you mean it's not okay to drop F-bombs in the blog post? 
you know what? I, I, that's so important that you allow the blogger to keep their voice. Uh, that's something I learned with Monterey Premier. We have our blog guidelines, and I made it specific and explicit that you have to have your own voice. That you know, we don't want canned articles, and and some have come through that have been canned. And I want to give everybody a chance. I've I've given some opportunities to some people who've never blogged before. But the person who gets the most engagement, the most page views, she's a friend of ours. Uh, we've met her through homeschooling here locally. She's a military mom. She's a mom blogger. She's been doing mom blogging for a while. She does nothing about web design. And I've known it, and she does great articles. She has a very funny personality, very witty, and and very, uh, what's the word? When you, you reveal yourself, you're, you're like, you're putting it all out there for the whole world to see. And uh, so I've talked to her to see if we can come up with articles that relate to uh, working at-home moms, military people that want to start their own business. And she gets the most engagement. I, and she, I, she's our best blogger. And she's she doesn't do this professionally paid for a living up until now. So letting people speak with their own voice is important. Uh, Tyrell asked a question, did you guys cover our hiring freelance writers? Not yet, but that would be an important topic for us if you're hiring freelance writers, letting them have their own voice. I think that's important. And I love, I love your writing style, Leslie, and your voice does come through, and I think that's why people <laughs> love it. That's why they love your posts. Yeah, I, th I think one of the couple of the things that we do want to talk about as well, because it's Divi Chat, is um, let's talk specifically to why you may want to use Divi as your platform to blog. What are some of the advantages of? Well, and, and also we probably have to touch on why not extra since it was put out there for blogging. Yeah, yeah, that's fine because I mean, Divi is a part of Extra as well. It's the Divi Builder built into it. So. Can we uh, address the white elephant in the room that you know Divi is the worst thing ever for blogging? Can we just talk about that? Because that's sure. That well, I didn't, I didn't know it was the worst ever. So go ahead and no, we're gonna I, let you talk to that, Shannon. No, people, people are like, you know, I, okay, outside of the Divi uh, world, you know, it is. It's not a secret that everybody else says that you know Divi is not good for blogging due to the short code issue and yada, yada, yada. So I'm not the person to speak to that. Um, perhaps SJ. Um, hold, hold on. Because you. What is outside <laughs> of the Divi world you're speaking of? <laughs> outside of that little Hobbit space you're in, there's other, <laughs> other like, people. Is, is there a door I need to take? I'm not really sure. Try the um, window. <laughs> I mean, I think a, a lot of um, those things that people talk about are, are non-issues, um, and I, I'll, I'll speak a little bit to them. So people talking about the Divi shortcodes being an issue, I think it was only an issue because one day Chris Lima said it was, and now everybody thinks it is. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody even, jumped if, on his train. even if you switch to any other theme, all, you'd, all you would have to do is install the Divi plugin, which now works on everything, and then all of your shortcodes would work anyway. People saying, yeah, but I don't want that long term. But I want every to be difficult. Builder, I don't want to use the plugin. <laughs> every page builder will leave something behind. So Elementor, Beaver Builder, all of these other things will leave HTML rather than shortcode. Now, my clients can't read HTML any easier than they can read shortcode. So that's not an issue for me. I would still have to change all of those posts out. So really all we're saying is install the Divi Builder plugin until you've changed those out or until you've stripped the content back to its original, um, you know, the way it was before. So I don't really get the whole shortcodes issue and I don't think Divi is particularly bad for blogging. I, do, I also don't think shortcodes are bad um, for speed either. So what's the real issue? And I, I, do, I do know that, um that Nick Roach has addressed the shortcode issue. And I believe in one of the, the you know, soon to come up releases of Divi, you know, the content will convert back to regular from the shortcodes without even having to install the Divi. Yeah, so I remember him talking they're, about They're addressing away. that issue. So I think it's gonna be a, even more of a move. Yeah, point. and I even suggested that, um, you know, for me that I, even when I use other uh, you can just, you don't have to use the builder in your blog post. You can do custom post type and, you know, you still have that option, which is what you'd have to do in another, in some other platform. So I just personally don't use the builder if I, if I'm handing off to a client and I can just do a custom post type and, you know, for our blog. And that's another solution if you're worried about it. Um, I just wanted to mention it because I know that 
people would expect us to address that in light of the recent conversation. So, and there's also, sorry, Josh, I built a little plugin called Divi Builder for Blogs for blog posts, oh, yeah. um, which essentially would allow you to use the Divi Builder, but outside of the content loop. So if you uninstalled it, all your content would be exactly as if you'd never used Divi, but you can still use the page builder on blogs. So there's that as well. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. From a client perspective, I don't use the Divi Builder on my blog posts, but I have several clients who I've trained uh, a little bit, made a tutorial video to where they feel comfortable with at least using some of the elements of the Divi Builder and it's really helped them out. Even if they're just simple video blog posts or things like that, it seems to have really helped them out. And I'll give you one reason to use Divi for blogging is uh, Terry is making a blog intense pretty soon. So there's gonna be some cool blogging styles that I think will be super cool. Yeah, you're, you're touching on a point. Yeah, you're, you're touching on a point where I think is very important. You know, part of content marketing and writing, part of it is engagement with the users and stuff. And the thing that drew me to Divi, what I absolutely loved about it was its flexibility and the ability to create very dynamic, awesome looking blog posts as well as websites and stuff. So you having the ability to use the Divi Builder in a blog post if you have that um, creativity about you to make some of those those posts just really jump out, I think that it helps you on the engagement aspect with the user, you know, the, as opposed to just a wall of text reading down um, mm -hmm. and stuff. So, yeah, I have a couple of clients who use the builder on their blog posts, and I have others who were too afraid and they just want to stick with the regular. I mean, it's going to be like most things, a case by case basis, but it's good to have the option. Well, and I know one thing I've done recently, uh, kind of talk going back to your guys' episode last week about the Divi libraries, is I started creating templates of blog posts, basically, that my clients can use, um, and some of it's site-specific. So uh, I have one client that's doing like a video, and then they do a blurb of text, and then links, and so I just made a template, so all they have to do is just import it, and then they just change the links out, and it, it works out pretty well for them. So, yeah, from the client perspective, I think there's a lot of value. Yeah, there you go, another... Sweet tip for a reason, <laughs> the Divi Builder in your blog post. That's another, a good tip, another, Josh. Another good point, too, is the, um, the modules. Um, you know, you got the blog modules, and uh, there's two of them, and there's going to be more as more plugins come out, but it allows you to lay out uh, recent blog posts or certain categories on custom pages in ways that you normally might not be able to do in some other themes. And so there's some great ways to create your own category pages if you didn't want to use your typical category archive page. Um, and you can do some really neat layouts. And we've been experimenting with uh, doing stuff like that on Kudos.co where so we can kind of break up and, and, and split up by category and, and have our own layouts using the, uh, not having to use the archive pages for a category. So some other neat ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Leslie talked about the extra theme. Well. Yeah, I haven't used it. I'd like to, uh, I see a lot of, I, you know, people ask, well, why, why not extra since it's, you know, magazine style and kind of made for blogging. Um, I have never had a client that needed to use it, and um, I haven't just played with it myself. But, David, doesn't Aspen Groves use extra or used to, and then you all switch to Divi? Or, I've heard no, some, no. some yeah, mixed we're, things we're, about extra. <laughs> extra. I, I personally think extra is a phenomenal platform. Um, it is extremely powerful and it takes the Divi to a totally different level. The learning curve on Extra is a little bit greater than it is with Divi because they, use the, they utilize the category builder. Mm. You cannot use the, the builder, the Divi builder and the category builder. And that's what everybody like, wants. Like, yeah, everybody's like, because, I want that part over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nick, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. marry those two. Marry those two. <laughs> um, but it's quite but, funny. In the groups, you see, you see quite a few people saying, "Oh, does anybody know how I could do this?" And they they show extra in Divi, and you're like, "Well, you could just use extra." Right. <laughs> could save you some time. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, we've built a few sites with it, and uh, it is an extremely powerful platform. If you are a content-heavy, rich um, website, extra is definitely a good option for you. Like I said, the learning curve is a little. A little bit steeper 
Yeah, um, I think Cor Corey said uh, your partner from of Aspen Grove right. said that uh, right. the customizing of it was a real pain in the ass compared to to Divi, and that could maybe speak to he has more experience with Divi as well too. But but um, yeah. and he's not the first one I've heard say that that it was just um, like you say a more higher. Well, curve. you you have to have a um, if you want to incorporate some of the Divi esque features into the category builder layout. You really have to have a good understanding of um, CSS and PHP. PHP. CSS will not CSS not will not let you get by with the extra category builder to bring in some of the other assets of the Divi builder. You really need to know how to modify PHP files and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think that's where the um, where the downfall is for for customizing extra to the way that you want it. That's just my opinion, but it's a, a very powerful, powerful platform. We love it. Merriam, Nick. Merriam. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. I see you unmuted. Uh-oh. Maybe he just froze. Maybe he froze, yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh. Oh, you guys call me. It did freeze. <laughs> okay. All right. Now he's unfrozen. Go ahead, Josh. All right. Well, I was just going to say, maybe this was covered earlier, but going back to kind of why you would want to blog, um, I've found, and this was kind of stated in the Elegant Themes author handbook, which is just a Google Doc that just lays out their purposes and everything, but I feel, and, I was, and they feel with every post at Elegant Themes, that it should be solving a problem. And I think if you have that mindset, even on a personal blog, even if it's just a quick little tutorial or blog post, if you're solving a problem, that's one way to really engage readers and uh, to add some value. So that's definitely an approach that I've kind of tried to stick with moving forward is to, to find, a solve, uh, find a problem and solve it with, with your posts, essentially. Yeah, that's a great, great tip. It's not very often I get to quote Vanilla Ice, but as the man said, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ revolves it. Yeah? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> the gem. The gem of the episode. That was, that was the most British way of singing that rap as well. Um, the other thing I was going to say, which is quite an unused part of the, um, the Divi aspect of blogging, is the formats. So on the right-hand side in the sidebar, you've got the Divi formats, and you can choose between standard, video, audio, quote, gallery, and link. Um, most people just use standard, but if you use those other ones, um, on the Divi chat website is a good example of those. Because it's videos, people can actually play the video from the preview rather than having to go into the post. Yeah. Um, and there's little things like that which will help people engage with your site on a, on a micro level rather than having to go into each individual post um, to use the content. So that's not a WordPress standard. That's something that Divi has added, and I think that's quite good too. Well, I am ashamed um, that I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm sorry to have to correct you, SJ, but um, yeah, well, having them be able to click and play right there and not having to go into a site, that was really important to me. I remember we discussed it in the beginning, but I'm not using the builder on TV chat because it won't let you do that. Oh, no, no, um, sorry, I'm using, not the, using the builder um, in the Divi blog module. So when you're looking oh, okay. at the previews in there, you can see you can play the video straight oh. from there. Okay. Hmm. Pretty cool. Try that. So if, you, if you go into like, the blog into a, um, a category page, for example, you wouldn't have to open each individual post to, to view the content. You could do it from the, the, um, the grid. Basically, oh, okay. Play every video from the grid. Yeah. Okay. Like on Divi Chat. That makes sense. Mm. Great call, SJ. That's awesome, man. Be doing that tomorrow on my free sites. <laughs> Just another reason why you want to tune in to Divi Chat each week, folks. Bringing you the secret Divi tools. So um, another topic that comes up regarding uh, blogging, especially in the Divi community, is. Uh, I think uh, our very own Tammy Grant, she had a, a great comment that I'm blogging but not getting much engagement. And somebody else, Mike, says, you know, when he was traveling, I blogged every day for eight weeks, shared it on multiple platforms, still had low engagement. There are a lot of bloggers, it's very crowded out there. And I just thought maybe we can, you know, quickly share a few tips um, that what we think is, has really helped. And uh, a couple of things like that for me that really stand out is um, you know if you can get that engagement, if you, even if it's just a few, one or two, 
love on them, you know, respond, comment. Um, as things get busier for me, I began to comment less and less, and I noticed uh, the engagement shrank, and then the viewership shrank. And as soon as I got back in there, well, actually, when Jerry got back in there, started responding, all the numbers go back up. And then I, I finally took it back over, and I every day I spend a half an hour answering all the comments that come in personally, and it really helps engagement, and it really helps build community, and it help, helps build a loyal customer base or even just a follower's base. So loving on them, being positive, not getting frustrated with the same old questions, uh, and, and always, always be encouraging, and, and take the time to look at the stuff they show you. Uh, their links. I know it can be time consuming, um, and it's hard when you're starting a business and you're on your own, but it's good to be able to come back around to that and just kind of love on the community. And so I guess the key too is finding your community. That one post that engages three or four people, go after that and see what it is about that post that got those three people engaged. Yeah, and, and another thing to add on to that, Gino, is that Google loves that. They see that engagement as relevant content viewers on that whatever that post topic is so the more engagement that you can get on those blog posts it helps you out on the SEO standpoint as well so there's another reason to love on your people no matter what they're doing on you know commenting on your posts and stuff I have Good a simple, simple tip if Great you, point, are you, Gino. yeah I have a simple tip are you asking them for engagement um, at the end of your post are you asking Boom. a question are you asking them to respond to you because if I read a blog post, then I read it and I get what I want, I walk away. At the end, if it says, hey, you know, is there anything else, that, any other questions, or do you have this problem? People love it when you pay attention to them, make it about them. And here's another little tip that you will see on the like Neil Patels of the world. Um, if you don't know who Neil Patel is and you, don't know, you need to know about blogging, go to neilpatel.com just to, to talk about blogging. But Neil, in his first comment, will write like a PS. Um, it'll say, PS guys, you know, do you need any more information? How can I help you? And again, he's constantly asking what they need. If you don't ask the question, don't expect the engagement. Um, it, it just, they, people are not going to come out and ask you things if you're not having a two-way conversation. It's no different than what Gina was saying about being in the comments and, and, and interacting with people. So. On every post, if you can, close with a ask. You know, ask them what they need, ask them what they want. Um, don't close it and say, here's your tutorial, you have it, have a nice day. Um, and I see so many developers and, and people who are blogging in that space do that because they think, hey, I've provided you what you want. Now you go. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so at the end, say, you know, what would you like to see next? What can I help you with? Do you have any questions? You know, just something you're asking for engagement. And all it takes is one person to respond and the floodgates open because everybody will um, respond. And if you have to have a friend, send your post to a friend, say, hey, you know, to help you out as you're getting started. No, seriously, there's nothing yeah. wrong with having a, That's a good idea. colleague. No, you know? Absolutely. Have a community of, of bloggers <laughs> who comment on each other's posts to get it started. It, it really, I, I see that in the, a lot of the advice givers, professional bloggers like Neil, they'll, they'll throw stuff out there like that. It's Yeah, um, so smart. I mean, that is what, you know, that is my little secret. So if you um, head over to Divi Space where I'm going to be blogging, um, <laughs> I will give you, I will ask you questions, but, but not for like another month. <laughs> so. You know what, a good example of that is uh, uh, Marie, Forleo.com, M-A-R-I-E-F-O-R-L-E-O.com. I've, I've seen her website pop up. She had a Divi website a couple years ago, but she's moved past that. But uh, I just happened to, it came up again, and I was like, I'm going to go check out this blog. This name keeps coming up. And she does these videos, and the, the blogs are really engaging, two or 300 comments per post. And she does just that. She fashions the post in a way that, Really, at the end of both the video and the post, it's like you're, you're asking for a lot. She's asking for us to really engage, and you see that in those posts. And I was really impressed by that. And it's everything Shannon just said uh, to the T. You know, it's a, it's a great model. Interesting. And she has tweetable stuff that makes it easy to tweet and all these little engagement pieces. Take a look at her blog. I'm learning from that right now. It's a, a pretty inspirational 
format, so to speak. I'll say too, you know, if you're just starting out blogging, you're not going to get much traffic more than likely up front unless you have your friends or family reading it. But when I first started, you know, I was real bummed at first because I would share it on Facebook. And if it was website related, well, not many people in my Facebook realm are going to care. You know, friends and family aren't going to care about something website related. Um, but, you know, if you look at your Google Analytics and you see even just a few views, those views are people and they have, you know, feelings and eyes and a Facebook account that they could share it. I know. I was at a family event recently and um, one family member was like, yeah, I looked at some of your blog posts and there's some really good stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, that post didn't get too much, you know, too many views, but by golly, it was a person and they, and they enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I, I think taking value in each one of those numbers on, on your Google Analytics, uh, you should take value in that because it's a real person. Well, points tonight on tonight's show, and I'm sure we probably could talk, uh, you know, about blogging for forever and ever and ever. And I want to address the question that, um, that Gino brought up from one of the listeners and stuff about freelancers and stuff. I think that could be probably an, an entire show episode in and of itself. Um, I know that Aspen Grove Studios, we have, we hired a full-time content writer to work with us um, because we are so busy and we knew that blogging was very, very important. So if, if, um, you know, I encourage you to seek out, you know, guest bloggers or, you know, pay a blogger to, to blog about your site's content if need be until you can get to the point where you can blog yourself or just, just let them blog forever um, because the value is going to far outweigh what you're paying out to have that <laughs> blog post written. So people like Josh and um, Gino and Shannon, and I'm not sure if SJ has contributed anywhere guest blogging, but I know the, the other four on the panel have, have done blogging outside of their own websites and stuff. So great Yeah, episode. and it feels really cool when people ask you to blog for them. You're like, who, me, for real? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what, that's a really good point. If you're a starting blogger um, and you want to get some, it does a couple things for you, but mainly if you want to gain some some um, your name, put your name out there and become reputable, go and ask somebody if you can do a guest blog for them. You're going to have to do it free, um, but it's a perfect opportunity to, you know, get your name out there. You provide really that you want those guest blogs. Don't think because you're guest blogging that it can be some crappy content that you turn out in 10 minutes. You want it to be your best quality work and, and find people that have established blogs and say, hey, look, no strings attached. I just want to blog. The only thing asked is I get a byline. You get a byline with your name and your website. That's how people can notice you without having to build a massive following. Um, when I started blogging back in the Stone Ages, um, my blog grew because I saw a blogger out there in my niche and I said, basically, I sent her an email and said, hey, you do this weekly post. I can do it better. Let me write that for you every single week. And what could she say? She could say no, right? Um, she said yes. And, you know, 10 years later, that weekly post is still on her blog every Sunday, um, even though I'm not the person doing it anymore. But the person who is running the old blog is doing it. So just, just ask. That's the, the worst thing they can say is no. And um, probably if you ask somebody, hey, can I write for you for free and you do a good post, they're probably going to be like, yeah, you know, it's good <laughs> deal. So it's a great point about guest blogging. I don't know who started that, but that was good. We're going well, to. And you know what? <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead, Leslie. Well, I was just going to say that it's interesting. Um, I've only ever guest blogged for um, Elegant Themes and Caldera Forms and how they um, – market you is is pretty different like caldera has my picture up top um it links to my site um and it, they'll tweet about me and they'll mention me and you know link to all my stuff whereas elegant themes I'm, I'm not trying to knock them or anything but they don't do that like they'll they'll sometimes mention you in a tweet or whatever but on, on your actual blog um you can't link out to your site um they'll put your name of course um, but there's no link link back to you or anything like that. So it's just interesting and I'm I'm learning that you know everybody makes their own rules about that stuff for their own company. Um, so everyone's going to be different. I think and also that speaks to defining the value of each guest blog. So not all blogs are created equal and also the amount of exposure you're going to get from different people is is different as well. Mm -hmm. So 
don't just say because somebody asks you to guest blog go yay okay make sure it's you know <laughs> there's something in it for you and it's worth you taking the time because good blogs aren't easy to write and you know they might be short but they certainly take a while and i should add that even though they don't do that um they have like what a million people reading their blogs or yeah. something so that's that's enough right there so i'm not complaining nick okay don't take me off the list. yeah three, three, three million three million's worth uh, you're fired <laughs> well i think i think leslie's going to have some really good show notes this week and takeaways and stuff and uh, I, I think i want to <laughs> i want to um Let's do this. We've kind of done this on a couple of episodes. It's gone over well and stuff. Let's see if we can do a closing thought from each one of the panels on our topic tonight. And we'll just kind of start from the left and, and we'll move to my right. So Gino, any closing thoughts? Sure. I would say, uh, and I've heard this a number of times at um, listening to other WordPress bloggers or even at the WordCamp is uh, the hardest part is pressing publish. So just start. Commit to it and set a schedule um, and some article, some posts, you know, don't be discouraged. Not all will be well received. Um, some might never even get shared or, or any comments, but just do it. Just get start doing it and uh, it does get easier over time. So just start. All right. Thanks, Gino. Josh, any closing thoughts? Play the long game. It's not going to happen overnight. No amount of success is going to happen overnight with blogging. It's going to take a while. Um, so I just recommend, you know, be prepared, be patient. Um, don't plan on making a full income out of it right away. Take your time. Like Gina said, and just focus on one person at a time, and uh, yeah, play the long game. And enjoy yourself too. So I could I could go for more, but enjoy yourself and play the long game. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Leslie, parting thoughts. Um, I would just say if it's something you're passionate about, it's it's not even gonna it's gonna feel easy. It's gonna come flowing out. So you know, if it's something you know and you're comfortable with. Um, I don't think you have a lot to worry about. You know, you're, it's just going to be in you, and you just got to get it down um, on paper, so to speak, on the keyboard. <laughs> Thank you. Shannon, closing thoughts? I think for my biggest tip is when you're writing, be honest, transparent, and stay true to yourself. Um, don't try to be somebody that you're not, because your readers will come back over and over again if they know that you value them and you value yourself. Thank you, Shannon. SJ, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I would just say that to speak to Shannon's point earlier, CTAs aren't just for sales pages. Make sure you're asking for something or some sort of action from your readers. Don't be afraid to ask for a share. Um, and to speak to most people, probably not a problem for the panel here, um, but most people can be a little bit too modest and they think that they'll just share their post once and then hope that the universe will take care of making it popular. Don't be afraid to share your, you know, a post. You oh. took a long time to write it. Share it a few times in, in different places to make sure that people are coming back to it. Throwback Thursdays is a perfect hashtag to, to recycle old stuff. Make sure that you're not just letting a blog die once it's been written. Oh, oh. I have one more. I have one more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So blogging is 20% writing, 80% distribution. So if you take one hour writing it, you know, you want to take, you know, five times that with how many times you're, pu you're promoting it. So um, I'm writing sorry. that down. Sorry, SJ. Um, I have one last one too. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, go. go ahead. Josh. I have something Man. else to say too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got mine in yet. Double closing thoughts. Go ahead, John. Seriously though, find a good coffee shop or a, an environment that helps inspire you. I don't blog well in my office. I tend to blog better in a coffee shop or a place that has a, you know, some nice atmosphere. Very good point. That's all I got. Very good point. Leslie, go ahead. Number two. Well, I, I kind of had a little bit of a, of a plug, a shameless plug. Um, David, you showed me an article back when we were in Dallas um, on how to build a blog on Bluehost or something it was. Right. Any, yeah. Anyway, it, it, it's a great, um, it, it has a lot of, uh, a big audience has been up for a couple years and she updates it um, regularly. But that gave me the idea I'm going to be doing my first, uh, at least on my site, a real blog post, because I only do tutorials, they're just CSS snippets. But it's going to be my first um, lifetime, sort of like, 
I got the idea because of Julia and Julia, the movie where she like food blogs and people follow along. So it's not going to be all put up at once. It's if you can follow along with me, I'm going to make a Divi blog. Um, I'm going to show some styling, the whole domain, hosting, everything. Because um, there's some good resources out there, but they're not like super in-depth, like somebody sitting next to you and building a blog with you, which is basically what I'm going to try to make it be. So, so yeah, look out for that. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the, the blog post that she's talking about is uh, Making Sense of Sense. This is a financial blogger that put up a um, hosting blog post, you know, about Bluehost with an affiliate. So um, I want to say that the woman has made over a half a million dollars on that affiliate blog post now since she's launched it. Um, so your question about whether or not you can make money blogging, <laughs> absolutely you can make money blogging. My parting thought and what I would like to say, um, make sure that your content is relevant. You know, make sure that the content that you're producing, it's been said here a couple of times, don't just throw something out there just to throw something out there. Um, decide what your audience is, find out what your avatar is or your persona of the readers that you're trying to target and then focus your content on that. So put a plan together, write an editorial calendar and go to town. If you need to hire somebody, hire somebody because blogging will definitely 150% help your business out greatly. Your website will be fine. And I agree with Josh's point. It's a long game strategy. It's not a short term strategy. So, you know, it took us a year to break into some of the head terms and long tail keyword terms that we wanted to go after. Um, it, it took a long time. It took consistent, persistent blogging over 12 month period for us to kind of crack that. So, um, it's been a great episode, guys. Thanks to everybody for coming on. And um, next week, we're going to have episode 27. You know, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we promise we will answer those comments. Uh, speaking of comments, if you want to leave comments, leave them in the YouTube channel below or head on over to divi.chat and uh, start a conversation with us there. And, and we'll continue the conversation about blogging as well. It seems like Leslie, did you want to say something else before we close? Oh, well, I want to look at the sheet, see what next week's topic is. And I, I believe it's extra. And what we have oh. written down is something about extra. It's, so it's, it's, it's liable to change since this is Divi yeah. chat, by golly. But, uh, you know, we'll, we, we will start making a note to try to put uh, next week's topics in at the end as well. So thanks again for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll see you in Divi chat. Bye. See you later. Bye, guys.